always caught jamming to the intro. Y'all catch that intro? Thank you, uh, Tommy, our engineer. The hands. You was welcome. Yes. Well, I'm Natalie Hayden. And I'm Laverne Badger. And we are Exposed the, the Podcast. Podcast. So welcome to another episode of Exposed the Podcast. Thrivers. Of domestic abuse yes we are yes thriver 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 if you walk up in here one more time with some new thriver gear and i don't have any i'm gonna feel a certain type of way but guess what I got you though. She got me though. If you, if you, if you, if you <laughs> give it to me, I will tag. She'll tag it in a I minute. Will tag something on it quick, fast, and in a hurry. Yes, guys, thriving after abuse. Um, we got some things to catch up on, but first of all, how are you doing? How was your week? You know, and I'm good. This week was was um pretty good. It's going, you know, it's going pretty quick. I feel like I'm accomplishing things knocking things off my checklist that Um, to-do list never ends right right but it it just seems like i'm completing some stuff a little bit quicker than i had been in the past you know in recent months are you close to your mic your mic seemed real far am i good my volume okay Okay. yeah just want to make sure that's because my voice is loud and um but you know i i was sad when i heard that news of regina king's Oh, yes, 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 yes. By suicide. That's by suicide. So I didn't know that there was um, the wording of committing suicide versus death by suicide. Yeah, I think many of us are going to need some education around that because, you know, the last thing you want to do is offend with with such a sensitive topic anyhow, right? right? So we, we were... So we're, I guess we're supposed to say death by suicide. So um, when I heard that and saw that, I woke up to that message and I was just like, my immediately my heart dropped. But mm-hmm. just and but my heart not just dropped for her and her son, it dropped for black men in general. Yeah, yeah. Because now this is continuing to um, highlight how our black men are not okay. And yeah. so that made me sad and feel a tight, certain type of way that we got, we still got some work to do. Yeah. Just sending so, lots of prayers yeah. um, to, to that family and to um, m- many people that are really suffering, suffering and struggling with, you know, this illness, I want to call it. Do you call it's it that? Men- it's mental illness. There yeah. has to be something. You got to tiptoe around what what it is because you you just don't know. But, you know, like we just want to eventually we might have to do an episode and and share some Mm -hmm. shed some light, bring in some experts that can really enlighten and educate us on how we should provide some education and prevention and awareness. Because that's what we do. Yeah, because I know the one thing is saying, you know, pay attention to the signs. But I had heard someone. Um, this last thing I want to say on this is that I had heard a, a, a therapist um, say that someone who really wants to commit suicide, you will not see the signs. Really? Wow. That they hide those signs from you when they're really when they have really made up their mind that that's what they want to do, mm. that 
you won't see the signs. That's so scary yeah. and unfortunate because we yeah. always think we always want to look for the signs because right. if there's signs, we can prevent we can it, prevent, right? Yeah. We can save it. Yeah. And so that 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 doesn't seem hopeful. I know. That doesn't so, sound hopeful yeah. at all. Yeah, we definitely got to get somebody in here because we, we want to make sure that with our families, our men, our kids, mm-hmm. that we are just our friends. We want to make sure we're just doing the best that we can do. You know what I say? Through stuff. Yeah, we have to. um, You know, it's some of the same things that we talk about all the time, and and especially more than now, we just have to continue to talk and create opportunities to open up and share and create spaces. And you know, some of us we're at home more than others. Are, Are you cooking with each other? Are you you know just walking past each other as you're getting ready for the day how are we conversing if someone's not talking you know like sometimes you just got to get all up in their business and say hey what's going on with you he's so so young 20 i think 23 i think 26 26 i'm sorry 26 yeah yeah so so we're gonna do our due diligence to um continue to bring that education and awareness to our audience because we need to know as well too we are you know all of us can be uh this is a side effect of all of us so we are all directly and indirectly impacted right, right? depression yeah. is real yeah so, so <laughs> <laughs> you know that that's a sad way to kick off things but um expose the podcast is always trying to figure out ways how like natalie said like you said how we can educate ourselves and yeah. so that is um, leads into our special guest. Yeah, today's topic today. is, um, you know, for the month of January, we like to highlight something and uh, bring awareness to it. And human traffic awareness, human trafficking awareness is something that is really touched upon. It is one of the tentacles of domestic abuse, domestic violence. Usually if there is someone that has um, been a part of the life of human trafficking, there is some components. Uh, they overlap in DV, right, right? Right. So today we really wanted to bring on someone that can enlighten it and, and educate us as well as you all, our audience, as to like a lens that we may not be familiar with. So we sought out and connected with some of our people and say, hey, can we bring on someone that really could provide a better understanding to us as to how we should, you know, navigate and look for and be aware of this type of lifestyle. So we brought in a counselor, someone that is licensed, a a licensed professional counselor. And so we're going to bring her on right now. We want to thank Miss Patrice. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. You are Um, very welcome. And I first want to let you all know that I am so appreciative to hear, like, you talking about, like, the mental health disparity that's happening in our world and not just in Wisconsin, but everywhere. And we do need to bring men, more men to the table in regards to mental health because... They just, they, like you said, our men are suffering as yeah. well. So most of the time we put all the, um, we put all of our stake in women and children and girls, yes. but our men are also um, struggling with mental health, depression, Man. anxiety, PTSD. Right. So it's real. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's these things with, I, I think there's. 
people who are out there like Charlemagne the God, shout out to him, who's definitely a huge platform that talks about mm -hmm. mental health and men specifically, but mental health and counseling for everybody. But I love that he he makes it okay and um, and other people, you know, celebrities. We should look They're to our local out. celebrities, yeah. but you know, in our homes. But if we can get some of some more recognition. Um, and make it okay that men are getting help. I think I think we're on the right road. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's gonna Absolutely. take some time. We're definitely not where we were a year ago. I'll right. say that. Definitely you know, not ten years ago, right? Definitely not ten about. years ago. But I think we have men that are now stepping up and coming to the table and being open and vulnerable. You know, because spaces have been provided. Like like right. you said, for women, it's just a, a no-brainer for us to find a support group. And that's not so easy for our men. Right. So um, we we really, truly thank you for your time. Um, thank goodness for hybrid options. Thank you so much. Yes. So how are you feeling? <laughs> I'm feeling okay. Okay. Good, good. Okay. Listen, we will take that. We will take that. Um, yeah. So today we really want you to really just um, enlighten us and share with us. How did you get into the line of work that you do now? And what is the connection for you in human trafficking, if you don't mind sharing? Yes. So I pretty much fell into uh, counseling. I worked in human services for about 23 years. I started out um, teaching at MPS for about 15 years. And then I left and I wanted to see like, why was our babies coming to school the way they were? Mm. And I did social services for a few years, which was very difficult. Um, and then after that, I was like, I think I want to impact on a different level. So I wanted to work with people individually and in groups to teach them about emotion identification and ways to regulate your emotions. Because most of the time we see people, they're unable to talk about their emotions and what they're experiencing. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's how I fell into um, being a therapist. And I must say that this is truly passion work. And um, when I first started, my um, I wanted to work with youth. Mm -hmm. But then I saw, I ended up getting an internship at um, the Healing Center, which was amazing. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I was so nervous because working with sexual violence, you know, that's sometimes a topic a lot of people don't want to talk. Right. So that's where I started. So I started with sexual uh, violence, so SA. Mm -hmm. um, and from then on, it just became passion work, just seeing that light come on for somebody when they um, have experienced some traumatic things and they don't um, believe in themselves anymore. It's just a beautiful, it's beautiful work to see when people start trusting and believing all over again and um, becoming empowered. We and call I, that the, yeah. I mean, listen, <laughs> we like to, to be in a thriver. thriver. That's yes. what that is. Yes. When I you mean, see someone thrive beautiful. in that light, you're like, oh my God, that's where right. it's at. Yes. Yes. So I love like making the connection. And then currently I do work um, for Jewish Family Services and uh, my position is like dual. So mm -hmm. I'm part-time in shelter at Sojourner Peace Center. Okay. And I'm also like um, in clinic. So I just don't do trauma because if I just did trauma all the time, I would probably be bananas. You would, yeah. um, <laughs> you would right. need somebody to talk to, as we all should. And we're yeah, doing we this do. work, right. right? Right. Yes. Yeah. And then I also have my own private practice, too. So that's where the work kind of intersects. You know, so I've worked with youth, youth adults and youth in um, sexual 
that has been sexually assaulted and abused, and then also domestic violence survivors. And then, you know, in doing that work, we say DV, but then when they come in, mm. sometimes they will give you that information that right. they are victims of trafficking, you know? Yeah. So sometimes we just don't, sometimes we don't ask the right questions. Right. So, so educate us on what's the difference between being sex trafficked or a prostitute or somebody back in the day that we called it pimp, somebody was them having a pimp, like, is it all one of the same or what, what is the differences? Mm -hmm. It looks really different today. You know, back in the day, it was always like the pimp, mm -hmm. right? Right. But now it's not necessarily that it's like, it's not black and white. It's so much gray that's in between as well. Okay. So, um, I'm trying to remember your question. So what's the difference between trafficking? So we know that there's trafficking where there is people that's doing labor, you know, mm -hmm. so they're working sex in labor. stores, just not even sex labor, but just like traf being trafficked to do, to be employed yeah. and they're getting oh, paid either nothing okay. or low wages. Okay. So that's trafficking. But then when we look at sex trafficking, that's when people are being coerced or forced to um, trade sex acts. Oh, and okay. most of the time we look at, um, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself because I get so excited when I'm talking <laughs> about this stuff Thank because you. I feel like so many people need to know about these topics that we really don't discuss. Right. Um, but when we consider it trafficking, it's youth under the age of 18, but they consider it prostitution when it's 18 and above. But it does not mean that a woman who is trafficked and over 18 is not necessarily being trafficked right you know? right right, okay. right. Okay. that can be tricky okay so that's where like when it's youth the charges are not going to happen but when it's an adult woman the charges can potentially happen you know right so it's 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 sad but it's real and it's out here do you mean it the other way around do you mean like the charges will happen when they're youth and then no. the charges won't happen when they're no. an adult. Wait a minute. Say it again. <laughs> so I'm just trying to get a better understanding. You no, said, I mean for the person to be charged, you know, got like you. Women, oh, oh women, okay. Okay. We could be charged for prostitution, but as youth, if they're pulled in, it's looked at as trafficking. Oh, not got okay. you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. That's for what I meant. Thank not you. Not so charges much. alone. Right. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So when, so I know that trafficking looks different now. So Natalie and I had interviewed um, a couple people in the beginning of our podcast. Mm -hmm. um, probably, I think it was our first year in, maybe the second year in. Um, we interviewed a young lady who was drugged and um, trafficked mm -hmm. um, and then was trying to help her sister because her mother was allowing certain things to happen because she was on drugs, right? And well, so well, essentially, the young lady was trafficked by her mother, so she was yeah. groomed. Yeah. Um, and so, like, to me, that's a different type of trafficking versus what I think – most of us, we have this idea that there's a an external person, like a, a male pimp or a boyfriend Some or something. Some creepy dude. Some creepy dude. That but, you know, like, I think not even creepy, but just like a boyfriend or something. And now you're turning tricks for him and he gives, you know. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, it used to be like you. the image was the creepy dude. Some oh. creepy, you know, old guy, some, some monster looking dude. But 
that ain't where how it shows up now. It shows up as your mother. Yeah. It shows up as and one of the a friend, what, a friend or something like that because we had um, also was talking to the one lady and she said that she was in the colleges recruiting college girls. That's right. She was recruiting college girls and making it seem glamorous, but then oh they might be interested, but now they don't have a choice. So now you're forcing them to do, do something. It. But I'm just like it never dawned on me to pay attention to. Or have my girls, even when my girls were younger, it was focusing on the man, the boy who can manipulate, you know, right. not the girl or mm-hmm. an auntie or a female, you know, cousin or somebody's mother that you need to look out for. So now mm-hmm. I, I would just be so afraid. So what are the things as a parent, what do we need to be doing? How can we protect our kids? It's that education piece about healthy and unhealthy relationships and being aware of what trafficking is and what it actually looks like. Oh, you got to keep She just cat. pushed him away. She was <laughs> like, get out of here. This he this my daughter. Look, he came back. Look, he came back. He right behind you. in the room. Look, he behind you. He all right. It's all good. The dog is chasing her now. So that's what I did not want to happen. That's all right. So funny. like, it's all good it's all good um so yeah you know like you said that that education piece you say right yes it's very important and um i just was a peer reviewer for a curriculum that's coming in milwaukee now about that type of education and it's so important it's through new life the program is called new step yep and i think i'm like it's fire because these kids need to understand earth they need to know what all of those key terms and words are and what this could potentially look like. Like right. you're talking about, it was, it used to be the creepy dude, but now it's not. It's a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, let's go to this party. You know, drugger or just, you should do this or you should, he gonna give you some money. You know, it could be anything like that. And right. so just being aware of those types of situations. Right. Mm. Going, oh, let's catch important. this flight to Miami. It's all free until you get there, you know. Ain't nothing free. Right. You know, but it's presented to you in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And so, um, as parents, one, again, can't boys be trafficked? Yes, they can. So, are we really paying attention? So, Enough. what are what are some of the things that, with our boys, what does that look like? It's the same thing. They could be put in, like, because everybody has different preferences, right? Mm-hmm. So, they could be put in that um, situation just as a young lady can be, you know, and even sometimes with our boys becoming traffickers. Like, I think we talked about it over the phone when we first kind of met, mm-hmm. you know, it's not black and white and our yeah. boys can be like tricked in becoming a trafficker because it's like, I'm helping out a friend. Yeah. Do this. Right. And now they just don't realize that they're exchanging money for security but now they've become the trafficker. Yeah. So those are some of the things that we, you know, we don't talk about and we don't educate our children about or even society about to understand that these things are real and they can happen. Wow. Wow. Do wow. you think um, social media plays a part or movies these days or reality shows that plays a part in increasing that um, as being acceptable? And, 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 
accessible. Right, and accessible. And accessible, yeah. I do think media has a lot to do with it because now it's almost like like even with everything that's happening in our world, we're numb to almost everything, to the death that's around us, the violence that's happening. So we're not looking at everything. How do I want to say it? We're not looking at things from a lens that we used to look at it as like in the the morals and the values that used to be present are no longer present. So it's just, you know, we have to get back to having tribes, raising our children, being supportive of one another and not being so separated. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I have a question. I'm I'm the guy who is off camera. <laughs> That's our third, our third partner. Hello. Hi. You uh you talked about the different categories or I don't know what you know levels of the whole trafficking thing. And just today my daughter came to me. She works at a hotel. And oh. one of the patrons she said described as like the stereotypical like pimp. You know what I mean? Like you know we talked about all these like covert ways to do it, but this dude is like overtly like a pimp Mm -hmm. and said something to her and uh, stays at this hotel on a regular basis. She says he's, he's regularly there. So obviously we have our own idea of what is going on. Mm -hmm. Um, What's keeping daddy from coming up there and actually doing something like, is there, is I'm sure there's parents who know that this happens and they know exactly who the people are. What happens when they, they find out and actually go after these people and actually try to take them down. Hmm. That's a, a loaded question, right? And so, right. like, we won't always want to know, like, where are the parents and why nobody knows. And so, that could be what if the child is not, or the person who's being trafficked, not from this state. Yeah. So, nobody will know that they're there or here. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, sometimes it's generational too. You know, there's a family of pimps, you know, mm-hmm. so we don't know if that guy was raised, like, when we were in one of our meetings, it was like, who's grooming who? Yeah. A lot of of this stuff is generational too. Like it's a line of pimps or traffickers. And then it's a line of ladies who were groomed to be, you know, trafficked. And so it's a lot that goes into that. And um, one of the things is like, we never want to just jump in and like, I'm calling the cops. Right. Because we don't know what that safety looks like. And that's almost like the same with DV. You know, we always say, There's why didn't she just leave? Yeah. There, Sometimes know. there needs to be a plan. In place. Put a plan in place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe off uh, when we get off air, we can kind of come up with a plan. Because I, I don't want him to actually still be doing this. Like, I, I want to do something. I don't want to call the police. Yeah. I want to I go up there and kind of take it with, by myself to try to do something. Well, yeah. we don't want you to do that. Um, but because, but we we understand from a parent standpoint, especially from a dad, mm-hmm. to say, it, you ain't even talking about your own kid. You talking right. about him possibly doing something to someone else's kid in that hotel? Yeah, that's and he's yeah. out in the open about yeah. it too. Yeah, right, he, and right. he's not, you know, it's not like he's hiding. It's like he's in plain sight. So that might be something he's, that he's, he's w- indirectly sending some innuendo to her too, to my daughter too. Yeah. So that's when I'm like, all right, hold on, fam. Right. Yeah, what's right. going on here? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, I mean, I feel like there should be like some type of hotline where you can sort of tip. Yes. Tip right. off. I, that would be my first step. Yeah. Is right? there, is there, because I know they give you those tips when on uh, airlines, flights and stuff, if someone. Oh, the trafficking stuff. Trafficking, yes. you know, stuff like, is there. Is there things that can happen 
to tip I believe it is. Y'all. And also, I think you can contact sensitive crimes, too, to inform them, like give them a tip of things that you notice and that you see. Mm-hmm. I don't know specifically the um, number or exactly where, but I do work closely with sensitive crimes, you know, when we they're referring clients to us. Yeah, so offline, we might want to... Um... If we can talk to Tommy, can talk to you and mm-hmm. see what that plan looks like because you don't want your daughter. Nobody wants their kid to be in a place where <laughs> that is an option. <laughs> She's like, "Oh my god, She's like what's going on?" <laughs> um, we 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 don't want our kids to be working in an unsafe environment. You this, know, it's so crazy. This and, is the topic because this literally happened right before I got here. Like she had this conversation with me. I'm like, "What? Wow." And I've been thinking about it. Like what? Like some dude walking around with a fur hat. But you know right. what? You you know, like I, I'm glad that you were able to hop in and share that because you're not the only one that may have seen something sus in the words of my daughter. So that's mm-hmm. that bystander. Yeah, what like do we do as a bystander? so what do we do? So we're gonna make sure that we provide a hotline um, for our audience for mm-hmm. those that live in a, in our local area, which is Milwaukee, Wisconsin, just in case you see something that that's just not resonating with you, right. and, and you know you know something is really off. It's really important for us to if you see something, say something, mm-hmm. and so like and not for you to say something, but to like take it to the right. people that can. So we'll or make not sure that, that we your provide. daughter says anything because again, um, what you were saying is that. There has to be a plan in place. We don't want anybody mm-hmm. to get hurt, um, mm-hmm. and and you don't you just don't want any backlash of saying, "Oh, that front desk person, you know, came or mm-hmm. or something." But I think there are ways, anonymous, anonymous. There's yeah. things ways right. that I think they take that serious now because I know um, um, there's ways that you can look at somebody mm-hmm. or pass them a napkin. They're talking about to mm-hmm. see has she seen the girl. I don't know. Yeah. I was more so taken aback by the fact that the he guy. was trying to holler at her, like trying to yeah, say something to her. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, you just got to get him out of there. That's yeah. Say yes. right. I'm sorry. That Safety. was personal. Sorry. No, that's okay. <laughs> no, that's so, good. you know, I have, a co- I have a question for you, Patrice. Like, you know, like, are there some things that you just, that you, that may have come across you that... It's just so like, you know, like I've never seen this. Am I due to the pandemic? Are there some things that have happened or come across your desk that you can bring to our awareness and educate us when it comes to this topic? You know, yes. um, I must say during this pandemic, it has been, it's made me check myself a lot too, Mm -hmm. you know, because some of the stuff is very horrific, like the stories that you hear. Mm. So it's been a lot like the violence is getting way more horrific, in my opinion, yeah. from what I hear um, coming from clients. Um, because it's it's a lot that's happening in silence. Right. You know, and it's behind closed doors now. So nobody's really looking, you know. Mm. So when schools were closed, you know, kids were left a home alone or they were... Um, Parents were working. So, you know, it's just been, and I get kind of choked up when I just think about some of the things that come across my desk or the stories that I hear, because in our community, I don't think we talk about it enough. And I do think that at this point, we kind of turn a blind eye to a lot of different things and we don't want to speak up about it. And also culturally, we don't talk about a lot. So what happens in my house stays in my house or 
we'll just pray about it and you'll be fine, you know, but no, we need to get help. We need to um, help people process some of these things. Um, And a lot of times I'm, I'm currently seeing a lot of acts that's happening um, within homes, Mm. family members, you know, and so who are we going to That's still happening. You know, that's been happening for, for ages and Mm -hmm. that hasn't gone away, you know? So, Mm. Yeah. I think do do you see light at the end of the tunnel? I think as a community, if we continue to stick together and get awareness out about these topics and especially educating our children about um, what like consent, understanding oh, yeah. that your body is your body. And you don't have to do things that you don't want to do and to speak up about some of those things. And so that's where I can see some things shifting and changing when we're able to sit down and have these conversations and be real about it and not um, be super political about everything. Right. Right. Because most of the time when money is involved, we become very political about stuff and we leave a lot out. But I really think that it's time for us to like shed the light on these topics because our youth are hurting, our men are hurting, our women are hurting. So we need for people to understand that this stuff is real. It's not going anywhere, not unless we do something. And we need to raise our young women so that they understand their value and their worth and also raise our young men so that they know like who they are as kings and not Mm -hmm. want to like hurt or harm another person and value themselves enough that they wouldn't want to do that to anybody else. Right. And so if it's not being taught or um, conversations are not being had or, you know, some homes, they don't know what they don't know. Right. So if right. that conversation is not happening. Um, it's the schools. So it, it then, you know, like there's this obligation, like where is this information going to where's the seed going to be planted? Right. Right. Yeah. And like you said, it's the schools, it's the youth serving organizations, it's the churches, you know, that have youth programming Mm -hmm. so we need to get that awareness out there and people need to be more comfortable talking about it and it's it's not taboo because our youth are out here hooking up they're out here doing all these things using drugs Mm -hmm. you know out here stealing cars so we got a lot that's happening Mm -hmm. and so where are they getting it from so as a parent um that's not always the easiest conversation to have, right? Right. And so is uh, to say, I remember, you know, learning about good touches and bad touches. That was kind of like the elementary version of of trying to get, bring awareness to, to what people are doing to us and our bodies and touching us. And um, I remember, Natalie, um, you brought up um, saying that you are no longer making your daughter hug somebody that they're not comfortable, you know, or even if they're not comfortable, like if you want to hug them, hug them. But you know, back in the day we would be like, go on and hold your, hug your uncle. Don't be disrespectful, go on and hug, you know, or even (laughs) go on and, you know, when they're hesitant, you're like, don't be disrespectful. Don't, you know, it's looked at as being rude, but why are we pushing children to hugging adults, you know? And Mm -hmm. if the adult is offended, now I should be looking at you as why, why are you offended? Mm -hmm. You know, if, but those were some of our basic needs, but now it just seems like we need to be more in depth in what we're doing a little Mm -hmm. bit more aggressive 
in the conversation and because I think we we assume that these kids are too young for certain conversations. And by the time we think that they not true that they're ready for the conversation, they, they been, already they learning from each other. Yeah. And then, Absolutely. you know, also they're learning from social media. You know, so the kids they yeah. they know they they know more, they, than, they know. Know more than they what know more than we be knowing. Too, yes, right? yes thank so, you. So we're actually behind the eight ball, and and so like you said, like there's we're delayed in in providing that education and awareness to our young people. So like you said, we just have so much work to do, and we need all hands on deck because there's so many schools, there's so many community centers, uh, youth programs everywhere and everybody right. needs to be having these conversations so what would you what what is the age is there a specific age or is there something that we can get as a parent to say at this age this is how we explain it at this age this is how we have the conversation you know I think um, she stated that, Patrice, you stated that New Life it has a curriculum coming out, right? Yes. What's the age yes. for that? It's, I want to say, I may have it wrong, but I know it's uh, middle and high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Now, is so, that, that should it be younger than that? I think maybe something a little less because this one is raw. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. And okay. I'd like you was talking about like with um, our youth. Sometimes we like, oh, they're too young for that. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> because the way media is set up, they know, like you said, way more than what we know. And I've been a firm believer, you know, like I have three children. So my boys are in their 20s and my baby is 11. So I started talking to them early, you know, and they're like, oh, mom, we don't want to hear this. But right. I need to be the first teacher. Mm-hmm. So if you, I want you to get it from me before you go out into these streets and get wrong information or misinformation or something that's misleading, that's going to guide you the wrong way. And so, and even when you do that, you're opening up a dialogue for your children to feel comfortable. There you go. Coming to you about things like my boys. Now they still call me about stuff like stuff. You wouldn't expect 20, a 23 year old and a 20 year old to call and talk to their mom about, but because I didn't sugarcoat and I kept it real and I was just raw with them because now, the world is that conversation is different with girls versus boys. Yes. Just a little bit, yeah. but I still say like, have them because yeah, it's important yeah. to have. And there's like, if you don't know how to guide and lead the conversations and I wish I had a list, there's a lot of books that are geared toward answering some of those hard questions. And, um, when I was working with a youth at a youth serving organization for a essay, mm-hmm. um, I did a lot. What is the curriculum called? It's a curriculum I did with them. And we went over like good touch, bad touch. What's, you know, who can touch, who could see what you should and shouldn't do. Who's allowed to do what, you know, and understanding like my body is my body yeah, and right. I have the right, yeah. you know, to say no. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Even when you done said yes. Yes. Right. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I don't know if you guys have ever seen uh, this analogy. It's on uh, YouTube. I show it to my students because I work with young people. And it's about tea. You ever heard about the tea? No, I haven't seen that one. I'm going to have to send it to you. But it's under the pretense that, you know, like, hey, I, I may have asked for tea. I may have watched you boil the tea. And you may have prepared the tea for me. But... 
if I put that tea up to my mouth and I change my mind at that very moment, I have the right to withdraw and say, I don't want I don't the want tea. No tea. I don't want no tea. I'm going to send it to y'all. It's the greatest concept to young people. And they're like, oh my God, I never thought about it like that. Right. And you just wow. swap the word out for sex for tea. Right. Absolutely. But I'll send it to you guys, and I, I'll make sure I provide that in the show notes. But it's the the easiest analogy to get people to understand consent. I can say yes all the way. I can be. I can actually help you prepare the tea. Right. 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 And then um, when the tea is done, I, I may not want it anymore. Right. So I, I, I like coffee. I, I, I don't, don't want the tea. I don't want, I don't the, want tea no the tea more. no more. Right. I, I think that's not um, what I want, sir. Right. I um. I think then we get into um, to 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 rape and stuff like that when when you know it's forced even when I'm saying no. Mm-hmm. I I remember almost losing my virginity because I said no. I ain't want the tea. I was in the bedroom mm-hmm. and I was like, this this ain't right. I don't want to do this. And I, I barely even know this person. I was doing it based right. on peer pressure. And, um, and I got up and I said, I need to go home. And he let me go home, but he could yeah. not have let me go home. Yeah. That could have been a I whole had, another story. It could have been an entirely different situation story, you know, because it, it's, I ain't, I've never been a man, but I could see how, you know, an immature individual would not be able to control that urge of being sexually aroused, sexually aroused mm-hmm. and now. You saying you want to go? No, right. we, we ain't going nowhere, you know. But I was able to get out of that, but I realized how scary that was and definitely um, didn't put myself in a situation like that um, ever, ever again. But but it could have went bad. It could it could have easily gone bad. But, but we have yeah. to tell our boys, I, you know, shifting back again to you having boys, like that conversation of consent is, is extremely important because yeah. – the way that that w- girls and boys interact these days, you almost want to get a written consent you need form a, filled out. She you said it was okay. You know what I mean? Like, yes, <laughs> we 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 want to protect our girls, but we also have to educate our boys of how they move. You yeah, know, yeah. like Natalie said, she might have said she wanted tea, helped you pour the tea, but be strong enough that. When, but that before you get there, you just want to make sure, like, um, even having conversations with sports, I, I, I really want to, yeah. I've been saying Our this young for boys. years, um, that I want to do us to do a curriculum or something with young boys, teenage boys, yeah. because of how they are, you know, high school is high school. And so girls sometimes can do things or, or promote themselves to get the attention of athletes in high school, mm-hmm. you know? That's not in a healthy way. And so a boy can take heed to those messages and it turn bad if you're not really communicating and, and knowing who you're you you possibly can be interacting with. You know, now they have to protect themselves from accusations. And I know we're kind of getting off of uh, off of the traffic piece, but I think it's important that again it's making consent, sure it's, it's consent. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's being able to protect the girls and the boys, you know, and not to, I don't want anyone, the statement I'm going to make, I, I'm not saying this to offend anybody 
or be accusing, but we also, as girls and boys, have to make sure that we're accountable for our actions. Mm -hmm. Like me going into a house I wasn't supposed to be in, I lied to my mama where I was going. You know, not to say that that gives anybody an excuse to take advantage of you, Right. But we just need to make sure that we're educating our young people that everybody is not safe mm-hmm. and yeah. um, not and try to pr- to protect ourselves and not put ourselves in situations that we can't necessarily get out of. You and know? then, you know, to come in on the slide, some things you just don't know. And, right. you know, you can you can be the one to check out everything and, and make sure it's safe and then still find yourself in a situation. Right. Right. So. Um, so, yeah, I just need to be educated. Like, oh, my God, I couldn't imagine. I don't know. You, you just the we missed the mark again on our boys because we focus on the monster being a male. And that girls are being abused. But boys are being abused just as much and, yeah. and um, underreported probably and, yeah, as well. Yeah, underreported because they're not talking about it because um, right. it has a different stigma on it, you know, um, that either you wanted it, you, you asked for it, you, you know. Um, oh, yeah, because even with, with um, it's almost glamorized if a, a an adult, or an older girl or woman is messing around with a 12, 13-year-old. He's looked at as being more macho. I don't know if that's still true today. I don't people know. people be running around here saying, I lost my virginity at 12. With who? I don't know. No, you were molested. You you know, like, you. Yeah. but I they think were taking ownership over. Somebody going to be tight-lipped these days. You, you got to be truly uneducated to say something like that because, you know, is it that's not ideal that's not okay because it's, not it's a, okay. because it's a a 16 year old girl or a 17 year old girl who messed with you and she ne- wasn't necessarily a grown woman per se but if a boy mm-hmm. did that to a 12 13 year old girl we'd be having a different conversation so but and it definitely is double standards when you look at those types of things you know and like yeah. you said back in the day it was glamorized right. um but now it is like more people are more aware like wait a minute now what Right, right. This is not cool. Yeah. So, what is on you, you all's radar for 2022? Is there a different initiative? Like, it's not initiative, but what is there a focus? Yeah. Yeah. What's the focused areas? Um, for me, within myself, like the focus areas is like prevention. Mm -hmm. It's awareness, Mm -hmm. building and growing awareness around these topics and these subjects. Um. And like, I can't stress enough that a lot of stuff goes unseen. Right. Right. How do we, how can we, you know, when you say things unseen, how is it that we gain insight to a lens where we can begin to see, you know, when you say unseen, can you give like an example of one thing that like, you know, like people may not pay attention to this, but this might be something you might want to pay attention to. Right. Like if you're seeing somebody, for example, I was in the uh, Dollar Tree one day and it was this young lady and young man and she was like trembling. But I couldn't, and she she started crying, Uh but I couldn't get her to the point where I could like, are you okay? 
because he was like gardener right there by her. Mm. So like paying attention to the things that you see in your communities or even at stores, not saying that you have to be like, I'm calling the cops or like even giving people a little bit of information. You know, like when we get this, these numbers and things to be able to give out to folks and say, hey, you're not alone right. or are you OK? And um, it's just paying attention because we're not looking like or we turn a blind eye like that's not my business. Right. So I'm going to keep moving. Right. But it's happening. It's day in and day out. Yeah. Mm. So we need to be learn how to be um, a good bystander. Mm -hmm. but safe you know so more vigilant for sure and when we do see something you know like like you said we don't want to immediately call the police but what would you do what do you do that's the point where i think i would probably feel helpless right you know what did you do in that situation you couldn't get to her because she had her close but you just kind of and they walked out so i couldn't and then like where they were parked it would have been suspicious for me to like ride behind the car, get the plate number, you know, because then people are retaliating too. Yeah. So number one, it's your safety. Yeah. You right. know, right. So right. it's just, it's a catch 22 in yeah. these situations. Yeah. And it's just sad. But it's some great that, programs out here that's still doing some good work and saving some saving girls. And so mm-hmm. can we name some, do you have some of those? We, we definitely want to, leave on a good note um, of how your program and the things that you're doing with with um women survivors um and like what is that looking like for you like what is give us some examples of some joy of somebody Mm -hmm. who is really doing the work you mean programs or like clients well programs programs that are out there that are helping girls do some amazing things if they if there's somebody out there that's listening that they can go to them to get some help but then you as an individual and working with the clients that you work with what are what seems to be the the um um the thing that's that's giving them that motive that motivation to say i'm taking ownership of my healing and i don't have to go back to that and i don't have to go back to that it's that non-judgmental care because Mm. you know when people are involved in domestic violence situations or have experienced SA or trafficked, most of the time people want to victim blame and victim shame. But when we sit in that space with them and allow them to be Mm -hmm. and to see them and not blame them or shame them for their life experiences, like their experience may be one thing, but my experience, it could be something else. And so how am I going to pass judgment on you for anything that you had to do to survive or had to endure to survive? That's what we have to, we cannot sit here and blame people or shame people or be judgmental. Like, why didn't you just leave? You could have just left. No, you don't know. If you didn't walk a mile in those shoes, you cannot judge. That's right. And that's the biggest thing because people are operating a lot of times out of fear and they don't have anywhere to go. Right. And so 
we cannot blame or shame folks that's in those situations. Right. Um, but there are some programs out here that's doing some amazing things. Like I know of Grateful Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Team Three Six Five. Team Till Three Six Five. Yes, you know? yes. Yeah. Yes. And then April Bentley is out here doing the yes. work. Yes, yes. she we was on April. the OVB on the OVP call this past Thursday and shared oh, her. She? Yes, okay. she was amazing. Yes. And it's a lot of people out here doing the work. Like I know Pathfinders have the um, youth um, services for uh, kids who have been sexually abused. Um, And then, you know, Sojourner does the DV stuff and Jewish Family Services. We also serve, like we have a rapid response team right now that is trying to, which is something that I help create because we get such long wait lists. So if you have a client who was assaulted and need help right away, them waiting two or three months, they're not going to come in if they're ready, like in that moment. And so we created a response team that was, um, that's going to see people within a shorter period of time to get people in and engaged. Mm -hmm. And then also my services too at Macbeth Consulting, like I work a lot with the youth and women and children and men who are experiencing depression, um, PTSD, whatever it is. I'm not just, I'm trauma, but that's not the only thing I work with. So so are you accepting clients? Absolutely. New clients, all insurances, or is it private, private right pay? It's, it's more private pay. I have a straight Title 19. Um, I can give them to you, and if you list them. Yep. It's just a few right now, but I'm working on it. Yes. <laughs> that's okay. We, we want more. Uh, black faces out there that can uh, therapists and licensed professionals to be able to do this work. You know, it's just easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it makes a difference if we can have sit down and talk to somebody that looks like us, Absolutely. not to say anything against. Um, I'm sure there's some amazing. Well, I, I personally have had some, yeah. some white therapists that were mm-hmm. females that were, were good, but it's a difference when with it being someone who looks like you you know culturally they there's things you don't have to explain right right um, right, right right yeah and like you said i have some amazing colleagues that that are very they're amazing at the work that they do that's caucasian yeah. but i get it yeah because i have a lot of clients that say yeah i just don't want to have to explain everything like the whole backstory yeah right, right, yeah right especially when you're dealing with trauma and, right. you know, you you need that immediate healing of that wound. And we know right. that healing is a process. And so oftentimes this person will be with you for a little while, you yeah, know. Um, we really do thank you for just taking the journey that you do with every person that has come across your desk, that has walked into your office. It is not easy. And this work is definitely purpose work. And we thank you so much. For thank you for having me. The community thanks you. It truly is passion work. I never like that this is the work I would have been doing. Right. I was trying to run, but God kept bringing me back. And was like, Girl, yeah, that's, no. that's how the purpose work works. That's how it gets like, you. No, this ain't what I want to do. Yeah, yeah. Like, but you yes. know, it's nothing like seeing, like you said, when you see the light in somebody's eyes after you see, when you've seen something else, right. mm-hmm. that keeps you going. And that's it the does. hope. And, you right. know, even though in hopeless situations you can find hope again you You can can. find it again so we really like we said we truly appreciate you for 
putting that light back into people. And yeah. making sure uh, that you you taking care of you too. Yeah. You know, this is a, some heavy work. So. Well, she got a cat behind her, so pet therapy is real. <laughs> I'm like, they always show up when I'm in a session. Right, right, right. Uh, other than that, nobody pays me any attention. Right. <laughs> until, right, like as a kid, until you get on the phone. You ain't want me until I got on this phone. That's all Every right. Time. <laughs> my daughter was not listening. She was supposed to keep her in her room. And here she let her out on purpose. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Is but there I'm anything walking. else you want to leave us with? Um, where can people find you? We will provide the information in the show notes, but are you on social media? Any of that? Yes, you can follow me at Macbeth Consulting. Um, it's on Facebook and Instagram. Okay. Um, my my Google voice number is 414-367-8518. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Yes, also, we, we got my that. We'll be coming out. Oh, something happened. Pause. We just froze. But guess what? It's good news. She got a book coming out, y'all. Oh, we got to Yeah, we got to bring got her back. Oh, my goodness. What happened? We got to bring her back for that. But we are going to wrap things up. Man, wasn't that amazing? That was really good. It was It was definitely informative. Not enough time, of course. It's never, it's never enough, enough time, time. But with we got some nuggets. Yes. We got some nuggets. One very important nugget is that our co-host, um, our silent co-host over there, the hands will not be showing up at nowhere, nobody's business <laughs> putting, you know, taking care of nobody. We got to call, call a number. We got to call a number. An anonymous number. Um, okay. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. We got work to do. <laughs> and so, and then two, just kind of recognizing some of the signs and recognizing how even there, if there aren't any signs too, right? right Hidden right. in plain sight. And how things have changed from pimping to trafficking. The grooming, the groomer. And, mm-hmm. and what that, that monster looks like. And that know, is like. maybe not a monster. It's a family it's member. It's your mama, you know. Yeah. Well, she's yeah. still a monster. Yeah. But it just comes off. You know, we got to be aware of everybody. It's, Differently. That just, oh, Lord. It just like, the kids ain't going nowhere. Y'all just <laughs> stay at home. We homeschooling. Ain't nobody going nowhere. At your home, that's great. But, you know, like, some kids can't thrive in their environments, unfortunately. Well, and that's what we're talking well, about, right? This is the new age that even if you're at home, the predators are coming through the computers. Yeah. yeah. So, you, 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 the education piece is what has to be. Um, important so we can defend our, ourselves or they can defend themselves when they see it or recognize it because dodging the bullet don't seem like it's working because the bullets is coming from everywhere but let's get our armor together let's guess let's... what the ultimate armor is i'm just gonna say it pray pray you just need to pray you need to slather your kids and oil. you need to <laughs> slather. Sla- slather. slather i yes. meant what i said slather them in oil and put some sage <laughs> oh I'm, I'm scaring y'all sage oh yeah, I say yes. So you can have uh, oil and 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 uh, ash all over. Ash and oil, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yes. <laughs> ash and oil all right. over, including the cat. The house, it, it has you got to protect. Do whatever you need to do to, to protect yes. your kids. But yes. that is the ultimate armor because we there is some silent wolves hidden in plain sight, and yeah, some of them they right there in front yeah. of you, smiling and 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 great in grooming. Yes. So. 
you know, we we just wanted to really come on and just provide you guys with someone that is in that line of work when it comes to human trafficking and and to provide a different voice and a different insight. And so hopefully you learned some things because I definitely I got my antlers open. Yeah. And we got to and, and again, we will make sure that you get the name of that book. We got. um Oh my God! I hate that she froze up, and we got disconnected. She got it. Gives us yeah. a reason to bring her back, yes, and so yes. we 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 know. Yep, this is her. I lost connection, but yep. that's because it wasn't time to talk about it yet. Right. That's so all right. Bring her back, so. Yes. All right. Well, Whew, girl. Human Trafficking Awareness Month, January. We're wrapping things up, guys. And guess what? As we close out, don't forget early bird special still going on for get fit for a cause expose the podcast is doing yes. a fundraiser come work it out with us it's oh, on shake your booty have some fun have some Listen fun to some music some yeah get, all get of you that some driver gear and get yeah get you, get some, you driver some driver gear, gear. Come, yes. come see us february 19th guys go to our website and check it out but guess what i'm natalie hayden and i'm laverne badger and we are signing off guys peace all out i right, see you next week bye Thank you.